All right. Well, it's good to be back. I know you guys missed me because I was here during the summer. But if you didn't, I'm sorry. I'm sure I'm a little better option than Jeremy at times. But uh, I'm excited to be here. Um, the Lord's laid a message on my heart that I just want to share. It's, it's quick. And I encourage you guys to pay attention, please. Um, it's coming from the bottom of my heart. And uh, let's just get started with some prayer. Lord, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. I, I thank you for the worship time you've given us. Lord, thank you for bringing each one of these guys here. Lord, I thank you for their families. Thank you for the church that you've given us, Lord. I pray that you touch our hearts, Lord, tonight with the word. And Lord, I pray that you, that you would help us to understand really what it is to walk with you and to grow in your grace every day, Lord. Thank you for the good things that you've done in our lives, Lord. Thank you for the things that you've prevented from our lives, Lord, even though we deserve them. And Lord, I pray that you would become real to some of us tonight, Lord. And I pray that you just touch our hearts and uh, bless the rest of this time. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's, it, it's funny how the Lord works because my message tonight is about being bold. And I don't know about you, but what we just did over there in front of the congregation, I mean, at least to me, was a first for me. And I, that just took some boldness. I could have easily, or we, Alejandro or Brian, could have said, like, no, we don't want to do it. But I think we saw the higher purpose in mind about being bold. So if you're there in Acts chapter 4 already, I just want to share with you a couple quick points on how to be bold in the Christian life. And um, after you guys left, me and Ali and Brian actually started playing the offertory and we just started singing because I was like, let's just start singing. Why not? And that actually marks the first time I've ever sang in front of a congregation like that. And probably the last time I'll ever sing in front of a congregation. So, uh, well, actually I enjoyed it. And it's funny because, you know, we had a, a special earlier and I felt like, you know, like the bar was set very high, so I, I, we had to match it a little bit. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, not really. But um, no, at least there was not as, as many people. I don't know if I would ever do it on a Sunday morning uh, when there's about 300, 400 people in there. All right, so that was, that was supposed to be my attention getter, but I actually have another one because I wasn't prepared for this as being bold in front of the congregation. Well, I was talking to my brother once, my oldest brother, some of you don't know him, he's, his name's Ivan, he has a little kid, he's already married, um, and he was telling me about how to go through an interview, you know, he was just talking me through it, I recently just got a job and I had to go through a job interview or whatever, and I took a class about, uh, about how to deal with interviews, and I've had a couple, but you know, lower jobs here and there, you know, like Campo Madrid, like, that was, that was the real, the hardest interview I ever had. But, um, so he was just telling me, and he told me about once, about his interview that he had, and he was talking to the principal, because he works at schools, he's a teacher, and um, they asked him, why should I hire you? And you, if you ever get a job, a real, like a, a really good job, like they'll probably ask that question, why should we hire you? And obviously, you just gotta think on your feet. And it came to mind, this attention getter, because what well, my brother's answer was, it was bold. And sometimes you have to be bold in order to get what you want. And if in the Christian walk, if you want to be successful, and if you want to get where God wants you to be, you're going to have to be bold. So they asked my brother, why should we hire you? 
over somebody else or over this guy over here? And my brother's answer was simple but bold. And he was, he just said, he was like, look, I know I'm good at what I do. I don't know about what the other guy does, but I know I'm good. So that's why you should hire me. Something like that. He paraphrased, I, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what he said. And it ends up, he ended up getting the job. Now, we don't know if that was because of his answer and his confidence there. Like some principals, some, some employers take it as like, that's very arrogant. But he took a shot, he was bold, and he ended up getting the job. So, today we're going to be in uh, Acts chapter 4. And I'm going to give you a little context about what is going on here. You know, the church was in its beginning stages after the ascension of Jesus Christ up into heaven. The Holy Spirit had been received by the believers and the disciples and they had began their earthly ministry. Now in chapter 2, Peter preached a powerful sermon that led to 3,000 people being saved, which is the first recording of people being saved after Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. And as one reads the beginning of Acts, one can sense that the disciples are really submitting themselves to the Holy Spirit. And they're accomplishing great and wonderful things for the kingdom of God. Now, right before our passage tonight, Peter and John are able to heal a man that was lame from birth through the power of God. And when the Jews saw this, they were astonished. But Peter starts reprimanding the Jews of how they had crucified God's prophet, the holy and righteous one, talking about Jesus. And Peter talks about the prophets that had predicted that the Messiah was going to come, but in their ignorance, they did not recognize Jesus as their Savior and killed him. So it's very important. Peter and John heal a man, and then the Jews become astonished, but then they start saying, Jesus was healing people, Jesus was here as the Messiah, you missed him, and then you crucified him. So that's what's going on right now. So as we get to the beginning of chapter 4, we're going to read the first four verses, and it says, verse number 1, chapter 4, And as they spake unto the people and the priests and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead, and they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day. For it was now eventide, so it was now the evening. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. Okay, so we had 3,000 in chapter 2, now we have 5,000. That's, if my math adds correctly, 8,000 people had believed and gotten saved. So when this harsh conversation is taking place from Peter and John to the Jews, the priests and Sadducees just came up to Peter and John and arrested them for proclaiming Jesus and his resurrection from the dead. And if you look again at Acts chapter 4, verse 4, it says, How many, how bet many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. That's incredible. You know, like sometimes we have church services here, or I hear of other church services, that for them, a good Sunday is two, three people getting saved. You know, or sometimes the bigger churches, 10, 15, 20 people. But here, literally, we have 3,000 in chapter 2. And now in chapter 4, we have another 5,000. That's 8,000 in a matter of maybe days, a couple weeks. That's incredible. And that was only done because of the boldness that Peter and John had shown in their spiritual walk. You know, to develop some boldness in your life, you're going to have to tell others about Jesus. No, period, point blank. You're going to have to tell others about Jesus if you want to develop some boldness in your Christian life. 
There is no Christian that lived boldly without sharing Christ with whoever he came across with. Peter and John had come to the realization that they were willing to suffer through anything if it meant people believing on Jesus. That meant getting arrested. That meant getting questioned. Later we find out they were beaten and then let go. They were mocked. And then if you remember, out of the 12 disciples, well, the 12 disciples after uh, Judas, they picked another one. And 11 of those, the new 12 or whatever, 11 of them were actually martyrs. So they died for their faith. And John actually died of old age, isolated in, a, in an island. So they, it's not like he had some grand, like, out of here of this world. So it's important to give up what you know is comfortable. It's important to know what, that you are willing to give up anything if you want to develop boldness in the Christian walk. You know, they continued to do that. And if you, Peter and John continued to do what was right, they continued to tell others about Jesus, and they saw the fruit of it. You know, after they were released, they were, they were sharing with others what had happened, and they kept telling people about Jesus because it didn't matter if whether they were going to get beaten, arrested, or questioned again. They kept carrying out the purpose in God's kingdom. So that was point number one. You know, you want to, you, you're going to have to tell people about Jesus if you want to develop some of the boldness that Peter and John had. Now, as we continue reading in uh, Acts chapter 4, you want to take a look at verse number 5. It says, And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes, and Annas the high priest, and Caiaphas and John, and Alexander, as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had said in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, what, by what means he is made whole? And this is a key verse in point number two. It says, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Okay, so Peter, Peter and John are questioned about their healing of the lame man, by whose power they exactly did this. So chapter 3, they heal a man. They're telling others that it's by the name of Jesus. Then they get arrested, and the authorities really want to confirm by whose power is this. Because they hadn't seen these kind of healings since Jesus was walking the earth. So they really wanted to know what was going on, by whose power they did this. And verse 10 says, Let it be known to all of you, to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is, sta is standing before you well. And I get to my point number two. If you want to develop some of the boldness that I'm talking about here in your life, you are going to have to be confrontational sometimes. Peter called out the high priest and the rest of the authorities there. He told them, whom ye crucified. He was pretty much telling them, putting the blame on them that Jesus had been crucified. And this is the same Peter that a few months back had denied Jesus Christ three times before the rooster crowed. What changed in his life? I'd say his boldness changed. You know, it's important to have some of that boldness because that's what's going to take you and carry you through in the Christian life. And you're going to have to be confrontational sometimes with a close friend or with the source of sin in your life. 
whether that be a person or whether that be something that you are doing or that you are struggling with, you're going to have to confront it and examine yourself and be realistic about whether you want to continue on this path or whether you don't. You have to be intentional about changing the path you are on at the moment. So you have to be, you have to share Jesus no matter the consequences, number one. Number two, you're going to have to be confrontational, just like Peter was. He called him out. You crucified him, and now I'm doing this based on the power that he has given me. And if you want to live based on the power that God has given you, you're going to have to be confrontational about some of those things that, are, that have placed, that have damaged your relationship with God. And I'm not going to sit here and name all these sins, but I think you're thinking of something right now at this moment. And if you're not, praise God, maybe you're not struggling with anything at this moment. But the day will come, well, temptation will arise, and you're going to start struggling with some of these things. And I hope that you can remember the boldness that we can have through Jesus Christ. So it's important to be confrontational, to examine yourself and challenge that sin or that person in your life that is preventing you from being bold towards Jesus Christ. So let's keep reading and we'll get to uh, point number three, uh, verse number 11. It says, this is a stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. You know, the best way to know if there's boldness in your Christian walk is if people are noticing it. Peter and John did not have to scream or say out loud, I'm bold, or I'm a Christian, you need to treat me like a Christian. You know, the high priest and the other authorities were able to perceive it right away. Read again, verse number 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. It did not matter if there were some kind of gifted teacher, some kind of rabbi in the temple. They held some important position. But the Bible says that they, were, they, were, they perceived that they were un, uneducated and common, you know, just like you and me out here. And you may be wondering, how does this relate to me and you? Sometimes we lose confidence because we're young and we don't know us much and no one will listen or notice us. But let me clarify this. The authorities recognized that Peter and John had been with Jesus and the boldness that came with it. Peter and John were just simple fish, fishermen that were, that, was, that were saved by the grace of God and were being conformed to the image of Christ. And it's no different for you and me. You know, we're still people broken that are being changed by the grace of God and being conformed to the image of Christ. I'm not any better than any of you. You're not be any better than me. But the difference that's going to make in your life is going to be how much boldness you can develop for the name of Jesus Christ. I understand you can be bold about different things. You know, just like my brother, he was bold about getting interviewed and wanting that job, and it paid out. Some of you may be bold out there on the football field. You know, some of you may be bold out there on Fortnite. 
I don't know what you guys say, but it's important to put it, that energy and that knowledge into the right kind of boldness. Not something that comes across arrogant, but being confident in who you are in Christ. You know, we are different. We are not different than Peter and John, but with God's help and the boldness that comes with it, we can accomplish great things for God's kingdom. Who says that we can't accomplish 3,000 or 5,000 being saved in our lifetime? I'm not saying right now, even if all of you were to get saved right now, it wouldn't even hit 50. But it's a process, and it's a race that we need to run, like the Apostle Paul says. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, how many here consider yourself a sprinter? Like, you're like, from A to B, like, I'm faster than anybody else. Anybody here? Anybody? Okay, one. Anybody consider here a marathon runner? Naomi? Naomi's a sprinter. Thank you for raising your hand, Naomi. I appreciate it. And it's important. And the difference between that is that a sprinter is giving out the energy. And by the time they're done, they're done, man. They're gas. You know, they can't run three or four of those back to back to back because they need time to rest. But a marathon runner is able to continue and run and run and run. And yeah, they get tired but they keep running. And it's important to know that you can accomplish great things through God if you just keep running and if you just keep being bold and if you keep being, um, if you just keep developing some of, the, of that boldness. Now let's go back to verse number 13 because I want to touch on the last part of the verse. Um, it says that they had been with Jesus. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Now ask yourself the same question. This isn't Peter or John saying, we've been with Jesus. This is the authority saying, they marveled and they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. Now ask yourself this, have you been with Jesus in the last few weeks? And that, that's a personal answer, you know? I have been, I have not. Now the question, now the answer, it relies on can people recognize it? If you are walking with Jesus and you are being with Jesus, people are going to start to notice. People are going to start to know whether you've been with Jesus the last few weeks or whether you haven't. And that's what happened here. The authorities had not seen Peter and John. They, maybe they had seen them from afar. They had heard of them. But when they actually got to meet them and talk to them and see the great things that they had done, they knew this, these men have been with Jesus. And I'm not saying go back in time and go be with Jesus. But there's this book right here that allows you to be with Jesus. So if you want to develop in your Christian walk some boldness, then you're going to have to be with Jesus, and people will recognize if you have. Um, I have a little bit of time, so I had an optional fourth point, but it's a quick one, don't worry. Um, and it's very important, and it's just simple. And I, I, I came across with it, even though it's not in the, in the passages. If you just look at verse 29, simple. And now... Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Simple, guys. Okay, we had share, with, share Jesus with others, be confrontational and challenge us in your life, walk with Jesus and let people recognize it. And the fourth one, ask for boldness. Just pray specifically for boldness. You know, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And it's simple. I've, I've noticed in my life recently, I've tried to be more specific about my prayer life. 
And if you want to develop some of that boldness, it's not just like, God, let me have a good day. It's like, God, please give me boldness for today. And if you pray that prayer, and if you actually mean it, and you develop some of these points, and you actually um, apply those to your life, I guarantee you that you're going to be able to develop some of that boldness in your Christian walk that can allow you to do great things in your life.